This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 833, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 2nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 833. It's a quick reviews episode for the week of releases from the week of uh, Wednesday, December the 2nd. Uh, now, that being said, I'm recording this, I think, on the 13th of December, so I'm way past due on this particular uh, series of books, but I just was meaning to get back to it, and uh, it's funny, I, I think I've said this in a lot of podcasts recently, that I keep getting close to being caught up to where my old schedule used to be, and then I just completely miss it. So, uh, I think... That you're going to get an episode today on the Sunday, the what I say, the 13th. Uh, There's going to be another episode on Monday, the 14th. Another episode on hopefully the 15th or 16th, and then we'll be almost caught up uh, for our, our our non-reviews episode. So uh, thanks for your patience. If you're a loyal listener, if you're not listening to the reviews episodes, you're not hearing this anyway. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, so taking a look at some of the releases that came out December the 2nd, they include Batman, Black Widow, uh, Champions. Uh, Deceased Dead Planet, Deceased Wet World's End, Fantastic Four Road Trip, Hellions, um, was it uh, Justice League Endless Winter, King in Black, uh, no, the, there's a Marvel Tales Newell um, uh, one-shot, uh, which is just reprinting older stuff with Newell, which isn't even that old. I got Modoc Head Games, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Savage Avengers, Strange Adventures, um, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods... Maybe that's just, oh, sorry, Dark Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, uh, The Union, Thor, and X Factor. So, what did I read? I read uh, four books, um, most of Marvel. Uh, I read Atlantis Attacks, which kind of ended uh, this main story. Um, it was okay. I was never a huge, necessarily a huge fan uh, of this uh, series, but uh, you know, it, it had its moments. Um, I didn't, I didn't dislike it in any way. Uh, I just found that at times it was, you know, went on a little long, and you know, it was trying to be a little bit more full of intrigue. I did appreciate the overall idea of the story, um, like kind of the, the, some of the shifts and turns we got to see. You know, a lot of uh, brawn on Hulk. Uh, sorry, brawn on Namor action. Um, it's interesting to kind of see how. The uh, the main character, uh, not the, the main villain, kind of ends up meeting his demise here, uh, which, which was I thought an interesting way to go. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting series. At the end of the day, I'm interested to see where we go from here with uh, King and Black and Namor. So they're just uh, building up to big things with Namor and the Agents of Atlas, which should be interesting. Um, so it was fun. It was not my favorite book um, in terms of... I, I do appreciate, however, that I think that they really tried to do something different and use different characters than you normally see and kind of have like a, a mini-event happening. And I have to tip my hat for that because it's nice to see these characters getting a, a more of a spotlight. I mean, you know, uh, Amadeus Cho... Once the Hulk kind of came back and you know took over, not just being the Hulk again, but also you know was critically acclaimed Immortal Hulk, it felt like Amadeus Cho hasn't really had a place. So it's interesting to kind of see uh, what what uh, Greg Pak is able to do with that character and uh, kind of you know making sure that he's you know still used and used effectively. And you know who better to kind of do that than him? Um, so I you know I, I think. I give them a lot of credit. It didn't always maybe wasn't always my cup of tea, or didn't always hold all of my attention. Um, but I can't dispute the fact that I thought they did a pretty interesting job of it. Um, so we have, uh, and it's interesting too because I guess they call this like a King and Black tie-in, but it didn't really feel like one until the very end. So I'm curious about that decision to kind of. Um, blanket like that like even on the uh the intro page kind of mentioning the king in black when i don't think it really makes much of a difference or 
Uh, anyways, you have uh, this, this particular issue is called Eye of the Storm. It was part five. It was written by Greg Pak, as I said. Robert Gill and Ario Enendito on art with Rochelle Rosenberg on, Rochelle Rosenberg on colors with uh, virtual calligraphies Joe Sabino on letters. Um, yeah, so, you know, not a bad book. And, uh, you know, and I, I do think they, you know, found a, a fairly good ending for the book given what it has been thus far uh next up we have batman catwoman which is part of the black label line technically uh this is issue one written by tom king our work by clay man both art and cover with uh tomu mori on colors and clayton cowles on letters um i like it but i found it feels very tom king in that you have a lot of jumps in terms of time you know uh, time jumps and you're not always sure where you are and what's going on and who's even talking to who sometimes and sometimes that's a little bit you know confusing as well um i don't in any way you know i I know this will be it'll probably work really well together when it's all over but up until now i just find i found it a little bit more distracting because um you know you don't have to make everything non-linear or multiple time frames and confusing like you can have a straightforward story and i just don't know if tom king knows how to do that anymore um i find all his stories feel similar they're good i'm not saying it's not well written and there's some really interesting ideas here but it's also so many jumps and it's a lot to kind of keep track of at times and um, I find that distracting and disheartening a little bit that, you know, everything he writes kind of feels like that now. Um, even in, uh, I'm not caught up on strange adventures, but you know, that one at least feels more straightforward because you have the main story and you have a kind of the flashbacks, um, which at least that feels a little bit more concise. This felt a little bit more jumping all over the place and I was not as on board for that. I do think the writing is, sorry, the artwork is incredible. Clayman is an amazing illustrator. There's a few shots of Catwoman which are just gorgeous um, and are really something. And so again, like he does a fantastic job at bringing the, you know, bringing it to life. I just, yeah, at times I'm just confused, but that's not Clayman's fault. That goes to the writing and how it's paced and not anything else. Um, there's a shot here where I guess uh, Catwoman is uh, is on Bruce's bed and it's just something about the eyes are just gorgeous and stunning it's just a really well done art I just wish the story was a little bit more cohesive uh, next up is a book I actually really enjoyed but wanted to see more of the followed from which was uh, one of these Marvel Snapshots books uh, this time it was uh, Civil War so a Civil War Marvel Snapshots uh, The Program by Saladin Ahmed and Ryan Kelly uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Rosenberg again doing color and Joe Sabino again on letters um, I thought this was really fascinating um, to see, you know, kind of what the Civil War was like for a regular guy uh, who was, you know, um, always kind of wanted to be a, a good person, um, you know, became part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then the Civil War happens and he really wants to be part of kind of like the Cape Killer outfit, so to speak. Um, and, you know, him not, not necessarily being the best... Um, he has to go along with the program and ends up being, you know, kind of placing him somewhere where he doesn't want to be. Um, and then you get to kind of see the, uh, it's interesting that you have his interaction with Captain America, seeing Captain America in the, you know, the middle of Civil War when, you know, he breaks out of the helicarrier and contrasted with this guy who's, you know, his kind of first day on the job, so to speak, in this new unit, is having to go up against Captain America. And then also this kid also, you know, describing being there with Captain America. So I found it very interesting and the guy ultimately makes a big choice. Um, you know, to free the, these people and, and kind of break up, break off against, you know, this, this group he's been part of forever. And uh, I I found it so gripping, so fascinating, and well put together that it just made me want to know what happened to him next. 
which is a mark of a good story. Um, that you really feel for this guy who you was know, just trying to go along with the program, trying to be a good person. And Shield ends up becoming a little bit, you know, not corrupted, but you know, darker elements. Not even darker elements, but it's a dark time in kind of Marvel history, um, you know. And there's good motivations here, but it doesn't always, you know, express itself well. And then he ends up being kind of what he thinks is maybe on the wrong side, and he tries to stop it. That being said, the person he worked with was probably an ass, and you know, probably not the, you know, in any organization, you're going to have some who are, you know, trying to do the right thing, and some others who are just kind of dicks. And this is definitely expanding on that premise. Um, so it's interesting, and uh, you know, this this guy. Has to deal with the ramifications, and we never get to see what those ramifications are. Which, again, I thought made it really well written because I cared by the time it was over. And last but not least, we have Daredevil number twenty-five. This is uh, start of a brand new kind of direction called the well. This storyline is called the Red Fist. It's written by Chip Zdarsky, artwork by Marco Cicchetto, uh, Marcio Menez on color art, and Clayton Cowles from Virtual Calligraphy on letters. Um, this is a big one. This is, you know, uh, Daredevil's in jail now. And so who moves on? It's going to be Elektra. And uh, I like how, you know, he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't kind of believe in her, doesn't trust her, and she's wants to make sure she's doing this for him. So she puts on a costume and she becomes Daredevil. And that's really cool. And the idea that she needs him to believe in her um, is really fascinating. And given how Shabrzejarski's used Elektra, I thought this was really something to use her in such a, a different way. Um, so I'm excited to see what this means and how it works um, going forward. But I thought it was, you know, really fascinating, and I did not really see it coming. I didn't. Well, I mean, unfortunately, there were spoilers everywhere the day it came out, and people talking about, you know, the, the issue going for a lot of money because of, you know, the but because of Electra. So it was really interesting to kind of see that. But um, I really dug it. I thought it was really well done and really interesting, and I'm excited to kind of see what they do with it moving forwards. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. And uh, that's it for this week. Uh, looking, well, I mean, books that have already come out, but the books that came out on the uh, 9th of uh, December, um, some of the highlights. Uh, now, I always go to Previous World, which means I don't actually end up seeing the, Mar- the DC books, but um, the other non-DC books that came out that day included uh, Mighty Morphin, number two, um, let's see, Power Rangers, number one, second printing, and, and we have, um, let's see, from, uh, let's see, IDW, Comic Book History of Animation, uh, Marvel Action Chillers, number three. Marvel Action Spider-Man, Shock to the System, Tree Paperback. Song of the Hedgehog, Volume 7, All or Nothing. Um, and over at uh, Image Comics, we have the second and third pr- second printing of Savage Bear Dragon 253, as well as the uh, third printing of Savage Dragon 252. And over at Marvel, you had an issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, you had uh, Amazing Spider-Man 54LR. You had Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer, Tree Paperback, Volume 10, Green Goblin. Uh, something, re-something. It actually ran out on the document here. Uh, Avengers, Captain Marvel, Conan the Barbarian, Guardians of the Galaxy, Giant Size X-Men by Jonathan Hickman, Trade Paperback, collecting the recent one-shots. Uh, I got Juggernaut number four, King and Black Namor, which I mentioned was, I mentioned in one of the other books. Uh, Rise of Ultraman, Spider-Man, Star Wars, Strange Academy, Sword. Um, got the Thor epic collection, Thor War. Cannot wait to get that. Uh, Venom, and you got the X-Force by Benjamin Percy Trey Paperback Volume 2, which is a book I've really been enjoying as well. Uh, so that is everything that came out, uh, or was was coming out on the 9th. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.